It's the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast, where we spend time chatting with expert gardening guests and we ask for their favorite tip. I'm Christy Wilhelmy. Thanks for joining me. My guest this week is Rebecca Tickell, co-director and producer of Kiss the Ground, the new film from Big Picture Ranch. She and her husband, Josh Tickell, live on an avocado farm in Ojai, California, and I'm so jealous of that, where they create environmental documentaries that make a positive difference in the world. Rebecca is an author, an environmental activist and mother of two ridiculously adorable kids. Thank you so much for talking with me, Rebecca. I am so happy to be talking with you. Thank you for having me. Sure. I met Josh at some point years ago that I don't remember, but really got the chance to meet you when we were invited to your beautiful home for New Year's Eve in 2012. And it's, it's kind of funny because my husband and I actually slept on the floor of your film studio because <laughs> there were so many people staying over that night. Um, with We had movie posters all around us. And so I feel oddly connected to your work <laughs> because of that. And um, I wondered, how did it all get started for you, this journey to environmental activism and to filmmaking? Oh, gosh. Well, I grew up in Vermont and uh, spent a lot of time in nature. And when I was 16, I remember I saw Josh on the Today Show driving his veggie van across the country, being interviewed uh, by Matt Lauer and, you know, using used cooking oil to make biodiesel. And I was just so inspired by that message. I mean, that before we even had the words like regenerative agriculture or regeneration, that was what he was doing. I was so called even then to this idea that we could take a waste stream and, you know, keep the poop in the loop and keep it in the loop and have everything, you know, our, our food system be full circle and the way that we interact with nature be full circle. So I saw that that's what he was about early on. And so later, you know, my, my, I've always been driven to be a filmmaker I love movies. I love that movies can change people's lives. They can put people on a different course than they were on before. And so when I saw what he was up to and then eventually ran into him in L.A. and he had the veggie van and he was making this movie about his adventures with biodiesel that became fuel, it was just, it was honestly just my calling to make films with him about the environment and this theme of regeneration. Yeah. And I remember seeing fuel and being really excited about that idea of, you know, biodiesel is something where it's a really untapped source of energy that we aren't, we aren't using. It's a very cool thing. And a long way from biodiesel. I mean, it's kind of speaking of full circle, you know, anytime you start to commoditize something, turn something into a commodity, it suddenly the profit becomes alluring and the whole system approach can often go to the wayside. So um, I feel like also it's kind of like it was a natural path that led us to this conversation about how we can grow our food and how that's connected to everything. Um, and I, I, you know, I want, I can't wait to talk to you about the subject of our, of our new film, Kiss the Ground, but yeah, when you came up to Ojai, to our avocado farm, that was like that movie, We Bought a Zoo. That's yeah. How we you know, we had just moved from Venice Beach to Ojai, and suddenly we had, you know, a five-acre avocado farm that had been heavily sprayed that we were suddenly the stewards of. And it has been eight years of really, I feel like we're just learning how to really care for this land. It has been 
such a process. But that first New Year's, I mean, I remember you were giving me tips on how to, you know, I was like, I don't even know what any of these plants are called. I have no <laughs> idea what to do with them. And you were like, oh, well, here's what you do about these caterpillars. Those plants that didn't end up making it, actually, the caterpillars won that battle. Oh, yeah, that happens. Uh, I think that was a Janista Lydia, which are, was a, it's a non-native, but very, uh, you know, aggressive grower, but the caterpillars are even more aggressive. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun with those. I ended up not growing those in my yard either. So anyway, we learn, we live and learn, and that's yeah. the process of gardening. So Absolutely. there we go. So you, you've already started to describe your, your homestead. Can you go into a little bit more depth for our listeners so they can get a sense of where we are? Yes. Um, so we basically took this five avocado five-acre avocado um, orchard in Ojai that was basically monocropped, conventionally sprayed heavily with all kinds of chemicals and high, high water input, high, high inputs of all types of fertilizers. And the soil was completely degraded. Dead dirt is what we bought, was dead dirt. And Mm -hmm. so that first year that we moved here was the beginning of a drought and excessive heat. And I mean, it has been a comedy show, us <laughs> learning how to manage this orchard and how to give the trees what they need and how to regenerate the land. And so now we're not just, we don't call ourselves an avocado orchard anymore. We call ourselves a regenerative food forest because nice. that's our goal is to have biodiversity here and to be the model of what our movie Kiss the Ground is about, which is ultimately soil regeneration. And that soil is the secret to human life. And through having healthy soil, we can draw down all of that excess carbon that we've put into the atmosphere and we can ultimately have drawdown, which is, you know, every gardener can have a major hand, a massive hand in reversing climate change. And even if you don't believe in climate change and you love gardening, just what your soil can create in terms of nutrient-dense food, its ability to retain water, its ability to, you know, survive droughts and blights and plagues and withstand, you know, weather, strange weather patterns, which, you know, everybody can agree upon. So the resilience is key. And that is the soil is the foundation of resiliency. Absolutely. So we've been learning how over these eight years to improve our soil health. And right. And oh my God, we could talk for hours about this. <laughs> but well, I so took that old avocado barn and turned it into our movie studio. And so we've been making films here for the last eight years um, inside the barn and outside the barn, you know, between new farmers, basically. Right. And I know that your neighbors have, I mean, Ojai is a big. Uh, citrus community and your property is bordered by some citrus trees. I remember going out there and picking a five gallon bucket full of oranges for fresh juice the morning of New Year's, uh, New Year's Day. And are you also growing citrus on the property? Did you integrate? What what else did you integrate? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have, we had, um, we have seven incredible orange trees. That's where you run and pick. And then they're huge, um, yeah. <laughs> enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started off with about 300 avocado trees, and now we're, we cut that number in half just because that's a better fit for this land, mm-hmm. that number of trees, and it allows us to biodiversify. And we planted jujubes, and I'm, I've got a lime tree to plant out here. We've planted amazing uh, mulberries. Oh, like mulberry season is the best time here at the ranch when we get to go out there and eat those delicious mulberries. Um, and it's super fun. The kids love it. 
And we've got peaches and plums and all different types of, a variety of different types of citrus trees and a variety of different types of avocado trees, of course. And now we've got grapes and berries, like uh, blackberries and black raspberries. And I mean, and that we have a garden, so we've got our veggies and tomatoes and all of those things that we're planting each season. But it really is, you know, I, every week I come in with some new thing to plant in the ground and not everything <laughs> takes, you know, or sometimes a, a real gopher will get something, but it is so much fun to create a food, build a food forest. That is cool. And I assume you're growing cover crops of some kind underneath. Clover, I mean, we have, I mean, the, our daughter finds at least two to three four-leaf clovers every day. Nice. No joke. And the whole property, I mean, absolutely, that was going to be my my garden tip. I don't know if I'm, am I supposed to wait to give my garden tip? Yes, hang on to that, but I'll probably ask you for, okay. you'll, you'll probably have others by the time we get through this conversation. Okay. <laughs> well, so ground covers are very important, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about the film, Kiss the Ground. I remember Josh coming out to interview Dr. Elaine Ingham during a class I I was taking from her in Ojai five years ago. So you both have been at work on this for quite a while. Tell us about the process and what we can expect to see when we see the film. Kiss the Ground, it's a documentary. It's narrated by Woody Harrelson. It shows the breakthrough, groundbreaking news, which is that we can reverse climate change through healthy soil, through drawing down carbon into healthy soil. And that it's so simple. It's simply photosynthesis. This is what um, the earth is made to do. And the solution is literally under our feet. So people can expect to see our film, Kiss the Ground, that we've worked on for seven years. That takes people on a journey with us all around the world, to from Africa to South America to farms across the U.S. that are with these innovative farmers who are practicing regenerative agriculture um, and ultimately getting a very clear download of a roadmap for how we can have global cooling and that that's possible in our lifetime and that it's through, we can right now, basically to give sort of the overview, you know, the bad news is that we are desertifying two thirds of the planet and Desertification is when we kill our healthy soil and we end up with a desert and it pushes away the rain and it kills all this life and that soil is no longer alive. It becomes this barren desert and you can't grow food and it forces people to fight over resources and water and then ultimately to um, becoming climate refugees. And so that's what we're seeing now on a global scale. And none of us is immune to that. We're all feeling the effects of that. And we can reverse that through how we grow our food. That's like the first place that we can start is through we stop spraying pesticides and herbicides on our food. We stop tilling the soil, but we bring you know, the soil health back to life. And that, that will then take all that extra CO2 that we've that legacy load of carbon that we've put in the atmosphere. It's a, a teraton or a, a thousand gigatons of carbon that even if we stopped, you know, if all of us rode bicycles right now and we didn't put another, you know, drop of CO2 into the atmosphere, we'd still have this legacy load of carbon in the atmosphere. So how, what are we going to do with that? We have to do something. So how we do that is we regenerate two-thirds of the earth that's desertifying through growing healthy food and using cover crops and all the wonderful techniques that you give people each week when listening to your podcast. And that's what Kiss the Ground is all about. And it's a fun, exciting, hopeful 
adventure that will leave people empowered and clear about how we can regenerate the earth. Uh, that is so exciting to me uh, because this subject, you know, we've dwelled in this for a while, but it's so nice to see it really coming to the mainstream audience where everybody can get involved. And I think it started when Grant, when, uh, when the, the book Drawdown came out and, you know, it started to list solutions like that, where you, where we can actually sequester carbon and reverse climate change. So I'm excited to see the movie. We'll talk at the end about when it's, when it's coming out and how people can watch it. But before that, I wanted to ask you, because this was obviously a learning curve for you, was there anything in particular that you learned during the process of making this film that you felt was eye-opening for you? Definitely. You know, in these seven years since we started this project, I've had two children. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And it was a choice that we made to bring children into the world. You know, I'm the, I'm an elder millennial, I'm, you know, with my- <laughs> So I'm the oldest of that generation. And we really questioned whether it was the responsible thing to do to have to be to bring another person into the world. And ultimately, through learning about regenerative agriculture, and seeing that there is a way that we can each one of us do something to create a future that is not the one that we've been currently barreling towards. And it was like, it was paralyzing, honestly. When we started this movie, it, as we were getting the news about CO2 and climate change back in 2012 and 2013, we were talking to the world's leading experts and talking to the head people at NOAA and NASA and just, you know, getting deeply concerned at the same time we're bringing life into the world. The big aha was how simple it actually is for us to turn this around. It was life-changing for me. It, it brought me a sense of peace that I haven't known in a decade since I saw An Inconvenient Truth. Mm-hmm. It brought me a, like a sense of clear purpose for what my life is about now, which is about regeneration and spreading the message of regeneration and getting as many other people on that boat as possible. And also like, okay, we can't just talk about this on a global scale, but we have to do this here at our ranch. We have to learn how to be carbon farmers. We have to learn how to grow our own food. And amazingly COVID has like really kicked us into that gear as I imagine a lot of people have, like rather than just focusing on the orchard and planting perennials, you know, I planted a garden and I've been growing food and veggies. And that's been a whole learning process that I get to do with my children, planting seeds and watching them germinate. And that whole experience has just been awesome. Yeah, the the COVID garden became very popular. I got a lot of phone calls after in March when people were like, I need to plant my own food because there's nothing on the grocery store shelves. So it became a big thing. And yeah. and that that is part of regenerative lifestyles and resiliency is being self-reliant on and having a source of your own food. It's really important. So we could we could go on and on about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my COVID garden so much. What are you growing? I mean, I'm a beginner. You don't laugh at me. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm a beginner gardener. So um, I'm growing carrots and beets and tomatoes and beans and peas and sunflowers and a bunch of other things. That's so great. (laughs) And you, in, in Ojai, where you are, you get a frost to some degree, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll we'll have a few, um, like a, a month where we'll have several nights of freezing. 
Okay. And so you might need to protect your fall crops when you put those in. Yep. I was a little late to get started. So I'm, you know, I'm not sure how mature all of my crops are going to get to be, but it was a great starting place for me. And that's great. And I got the bed right next to the kitchen. So I, all I have to do is like go outside the kitchen. I I put a little irrigation system in there. So I just go in there and turn it on and all the kids, we all sort of watching them grow from the kitchen each day. It's been so fun. That's so great. Well, it is tip time. Do you have a tip you'd like to share with the garden nerd audience? I mean, I feel like I'm a, a beginner, like, you know, probably most of your listeners maybe even have more experience gardening than I am because I really am like, I'm learning right now how to grow food and how to, how to live with bugs and how to have a whole ecosystem. But the main thing that I've really discovered here at our farm is how valuable when the leaves drop, how much protection that provides our land in terms of the moisture that it retains and the life and the shade that it provides for all of the life that are that's in the soil and all, I mean, I just, the worms that are everywhere and how squishy the soil becomes. And so we just let our leaves drop instead of blowing them away or raking them away. There's such a, it's such a beautiful regenerative cycle to see our trees each year, you know, having the, their leaves, you know, come up and bloom and then fall. And then there's this, this whole cycle that you see. Um, but yeah, cover mama earth. She wants to be covered. Yeah. And I think it's important to say to just to clarify that, that mulch and leaf cover and, and fallen leaves actually holds moisture in the soil. It does not cause forest fires, folks. Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. It does <laughs> the opposite. It helps keep the land wet so that when the fire, and actually that's an amazing, you know, the, and then the mulch that we create from, you know, we have to trim our trees. Inevitably, we keep all of, you know, the wood chips and we put all of that down along with the leaves. And it is this beautiful regenerative cycle. And where you see the minutes, like the minerals going up and down and up and down. And then you can become a part of that. When you can put yourself into that cycle, like, you know, it's almost like the food is being grown for you, for your body. You yes, know? yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> <but laughs> over here, like, have, testify. <laughs> our friends have a farm in, well, actually, out of respect for the people that lost their farms. I'm not even going to say there. But there was a fire that went through there last week, or two weeks ago. And... Um, they have a regenerative farm, and literally the property, the boundary line of their farm remains intact, and their farm stands surrounded completely by conventional farms that were burned down. And so it's just a testament to, yes, cover. Mama wants to be covered, keep her moist, you know, grow diverse array of food, not just one one type, and make sure to let the land heal and um, when it needs to not over extract, which we have a tendency as humans to do. Yeah, we do tax this planet quite a bit. So it's time to give back. Yeah. When we give back, it gives back to us. That's right. That's the regenerative cycle. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful tip, Rebecca. And thank you for being on the Gardener Tip of the Week podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Now, how do people find you and where can they see the film? KissTheGroundMovie.com is the website uh, for Kiss the Ground. And Kiss the Ground will be on Netflix globally September 22nd. So when you hear this, you can go to Netflix and watch Kiss the Ground. And you can go to the website, kissthegroundmovie.com and share on social, on Facebook, 
Twitter, Insta, Kiss the Ground movie. And I can't wait to hear from you. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it. This has been a work in progress for so long. I'm, and I know that, that you both have such an intense passion about this kind of work. So I expect to be, you know, thoroughly impressed. <laughs> I think you'll be inspired as, as I have been, you know, I think it, instead of kids having to avoid school to bring our attention to the climate, it's time that we all go back to school and learn how we can regenerate the earth. Awesome. All right, Garden Nerds, you'll find links to Big Picture Ranch's website on gardennerd.com this week. We'll also post their social media links and more info about the film, including the trailer. That's it for this week. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Visit us for tons of free gardening information at gardennerd.com. Show your support for this podcast and the other free stuff at Garden Nerd by becoming a Patreon subscriber. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter under gardennerd1, on Facebook as gardennerd.com, and of course, our Garden Nerd YouTube channel. Happy gardening!